Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a home functionality coach and a realtor. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your spaces differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reasons. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every little win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. Have you connected with me on Instagram? My handle is at space and reason. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality and the psychology of switching gears. This is an interesting time we live in when things are happening that have never happened before in history. So I thought it would be appropriate to talk about adaptation and what you can do in your home when a crisis comes knocking. Whether that crisis is a pandemic or a loved one coming home from a major surgery, I thought it would be important to address a few things and offer a place of positivity when that can be hard to find during a time of swirling anxieties. So maybe you're quarantined or your kids are off of school for three weeks so you're suddenly home or your partner just had knee surgery or a hip replacement and can't walk for a bit so you've got to be home but now what holy buckets sometimes your world can spin in these situations It's like whiplash going from a 50-hour workweek superhero style to being just at home for a very long time. Ashley Abramson wrote an article for Apartment Therapy and I wanted to read some of it to you. To decrease your stress about de-germing your home and increase the chances you'll stay healthy, try the targeted hygiene approach. The idea is that not all germs in your household need to die. Instead, focus or target your disinfecting power on areas that are most likely to carry harmful viruses and bacteria and the areas where you're most likely to pick up those viruses and bacteria. Typically, these are spaces in our homes we commonly touch called common touch or hand contact surfaces, according to Dr. Elizabeth Scott, professor of microbiology at Simmons Center of Hygiene and Health in Home and Community at Simmons University in Boston. Scott says most viruses survive for hours, but there are bacteria that can last for several days on a dry surface. The risk is that someone unwittingly or unknowingly touches that surface, then they bring their hands to their face and infect themselves, she says. What are some hand contact surfaces? Here's a list you'll want to write these down because they're so helpful. Your doorknobs, house keys, TV remotes, electronic devices, including your iPhone, and faucet handles probably have a higher concentration of germs that could get you sick than 
your walls, cabinets, or windows. Targeted hygiene just means thoroughly disinfecting those areas, especially when someone around you is ill. It's all about cleaning the right place at the right time. She goes on to explain how often you target your disinfecting isn't a hard and fast rule, and that's kind of the whole point. It's not about deep cleaning once a week or once a month. You might have your general cleaning regimen, but targeted hygiene is more about reducing the risk of transmitting infections, which means it all depends on what's happening in your home. A family member or roommate with a stomach bug would be a cue that it's time to disinfect those high contact surfaces. If you have someone sick in your home, targeted hygiene is something you'll want to do much more frequently, maybe even more than once a day if that person is touching things in the home, Scott says. She goes on to explain that true disinfectants with 62% or higher isopropyl alcohol, a diluted bleach solution or Clorox wipes are the best way to prevent the transmission of disease in your home. Just make sure to follow the instructions on the product. And I got to say, I never read the directions on a cleaning product. I mean, a wipe is meant to wipe, correct? But maybe it's time I start reading the directions. If you haven't geeked out on apartment therapy, go do that. Apartmenttherapy.com is a treasure trove of visual goodness to be had. Grab some tea and get comfy because you'll be there a while. When you're home more than usual, for longer than usual, and you're not the one that's sick, here are some questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Question number one, what are positive things I can focus on? I have the power to choose my attitude in this situation. What do I love most about my home? Question two, what is one new project that I've been putting off for a long time because I couldn't take the time to do it or complete it? Question three, is there a project sitting half done that I could now take the luxury of time to finish? What could you work on or complete that you may already have all the supplies for? What about painting? You may have bought the paint already and just not gotten around to do the actual painting landscaping. Remember that time when you talked with your partner about rounding out the edges of your flower beds and making room for that bird bath that has been in the garage this whole time? What about recalking the kid's bathroom? I mean, now that they're in college, you have been saying you're going to get to that forever. Racking the door and balancing that darn door that keeps swinging shut. Or... On the opposite end of the spectrum, how about fixing the squeaky door? Do you have one that needs some oil? How about replacing the burned out lights in the vaulted ceilings that have been burned out for a thousand years? Maybe you remodeled your bathroom and that last bit of molding didn't get done on the spot between the door and the closet. And that was when Def Leppard had a hit song. Question four, 
Is there a book you have wanted to read that you just haven't had the time to? Can you get the audio version and listen while you clean your barbecue and clean your oven? Both of those are tasks that are easy to put off and both can be done simultaneously while listening to that much-anticipated book. Question 5. How many of you have wanted to geek out on genealogy and dive into Ancestry.com? Well, it's a good time for online research. Question 6. Rejoice in the fact that it's spring and get after some of that spring cleaning. Hello, windows. Clean the top of the fridge while rediscovering the band you loved in college. Clean and organize the garage. Clean out the Tupperware drawer. Deal with those sentimental items. Question 7. If you have kids in the house who are normally in school, turn on Master Chef Junior, Kids Cookout, Chopped Junior, or Kids Baking Championship and get inspired. Then together, pick something to make because you finally have time. Have you ever made a cake from scratch? Choose something that challenges everyone involved. And number eight, lastly, you know you never have time to make that photo album you've always wanted to make of your camping trip up north or the Mediterranean trip you took with your folks two years ago. Now is a great time to use the many online choices for creating a hardcover photo album, all of which can be designed online and ordered there too without leaving the house. If you have an Amazon Echo, you can now say, play the Home Space and Reason podcast by Apple or whatever your favorite podcast is and easily listen on your Echo or Dot. You can also say, play Home Space and Reason from yesterday, skip backwards 20 seconds, or play the previous episode. I also thought, it would be worth discussing here the idea of the psychological aspects of the situation of suddenly finding yourself home for an indefinite amount of time. Gil Nome and Dr. Habil published an article in Psychology Today about this subject. It reads in part, With people receiving increasingly unsettling news, it is becoming clear that psychological preparedness is something everyone could benefit from. But what does it mean to be psychologically prepared? I think at this time, the key skill that we need to hone is flexibility. Having flexibility is to have the ability to shift perspectives and actions when new or unexpected events arise. This skill, or a set of skills, allows us to adapt more easily to otherwise stressful and difficult situations without becoming overwhelmed for prolonged periods of time. We already use this skill in our daily lives when we handle last-minute schedule changes, change our work hours when a child is ill at home, reprioritize during life transitions, and so on. 
He goes on to say later that maintaining and improving a flexible mindset will be a crucial skill for us to think clearly and thoroughly as an alternative to falling into despair and chronic anxiety. For us to hold on to rigid assumptions of living life as usual would be a disservice. Our rituals and expectations are changing. He goes on to explain that inflexibility, which includes the stubborn denial of significant realities, can lead to harming our friends, family, and community, such as leaving the house when you're ill, putting other people in jeopardy. Flexible thinking, like many other social-emotional competencies, can be practiced and improved. And now that we find ourselves traveling less or even being confined to our homes, we can try to pivot. There's no better time to do it than right now because we will need distraction and small and large goals. Later, he advises to stay flexible in times of fear is difficult and people often retreat into survival mode, rigidity, and fall back on tried and true behaviors in response to frightening situations. Many of these ritualistic actions can be seen in symptoms of anxiety and depressive disorders. The lack of flexibility is often seen as a shortfall in a key aspect of health, and evidence also shows that one's mood is associated with one's ability to be flexible. So think of flexibility as a medicine against anxiety. A medicine which focuses your mind on possibilities rather than deficiencies, such as losing the freedom of movement. He goes on to say, My recommendation is not just to focus on losses, but also on the opportunities that will make the mind more resilient. People come together during difficult times. We can transform frustration, anger, and anxiety into creativity and innovation and care for our relationships. Reaching into ourselves and reaching out to others are ways to not let our anxiety increase rigidity, but to use this historic moment to evolve flexibility." End quote. Remember I mentioned cooking time with your kids? This is a way to turn an unexpected stretch of time into something you can treasure. Get out that 5,000-piece puzzle. Take the cover off that car you've been meaning to restore with your kid and see if there's a place to start. What if these entirely unplanned circumstances end up being treasured time you will think back on fondly because time slowed down enough to really consider how you're spending it? As a realtor who's sometimes super immersed in deadlines and handling roof replacements or one inspection followed too closely by another across town, I can say this unexpected pause button could be a gift if you choose to see it that way. Ultimately, we choose our attitude in every circumstance. Nelson Mandela said, May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Take this time as an opportunity to find pleasure, the good, moments with the people you love that may not have otherwise happened, 
Sometimes people scroll through a zillion podcast logos wondering which one to listen to next, hoping to discover one they really enjoy. If you know someone that would enjoy this podcast, kindly send it their way and leave a review so others know it's worth their valuable time. If you are a first-time listener and you've enjoyed what you've heard from me, I invite you to have a listen to the previous episodes. It's an intellectual perspective on homes with thought-provoking questions, and it's always, always all positive. And sometimes you need something positive at your fingertips when the messaging from the external world becomes a little too stressful. Did you know that you can hire me? Yep, if you happen to live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area and you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, reach out to me through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. If you're enjoying this content and you'd like more where this came from, sign up for my email newsletter, Little Bits of Home Functionality. It comes out just once a week and is intentionally short. You'll see a video or a tip or a trick and maybe a question for you to think through about your space and your reason. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'm so tickled that you joined me and I'll meet you back here for the next episode. 